Hello, welcome to Social Disease. I'm Bridget. And I'm Jasper. And today we're continuing with our episodes on season 14. Nope. <laughs> I did this last time. Seasons three and four of the Netflix <laughs> Degrassi series. I don't know what's going on. Maybe because like season 14 is the last season of the next generation and this is the last season of the next class. That's definitely what it is because like I know what I'm watching. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So there you go. Just a minor slip up again. I'm just gonna let Jasper do this from now on. But yeah, we're gonna be covering Shay, Frankie. Yeah, Alan Hunter. It's interesting because this group does not go together, like, at all. <laughs> I mean, they do, but, like, none of their plots really overlap, I would say. Yeah, this was probably the hardest season for me to decide, like, who gets paired together for which episodes. The The real problem was Lola, because mm -hmm. Lola in these seasons is everywhere. Like, she has her whole thing with Miles in season three. She has her whole thing with Saad in season four. She's good friends with Yael. She's still kind of friends with Frankie and Shay. So it's like, where where does she go? And she just didn't end up here because she's more important than pretty much any of these guys. <laughs> yeah, we even were trying to decide if we should split her up or like what the deal is. But yeah, she's definitely a floater, but like a main character at the same time. So part of me wonders like how much airtime she had in these two seasons compared to the other characters, because I feel like she was in every episode. Right. But we'll probably mention her when we talk about Shay. At least I will, because I have some thoughts on Shay and Lola's quote-unquote friendship, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> I mostly have thoughts about Lola and Yael, which we'll definitely get to as well. <laughs> Good. We got, we got a lot to talk about, and none of it's related, so. <laughs> <laughs> and just to address the elephant in the room, yes, we do know that the reboot is currently officially canceled, at least for now. Yeah, I got a few texts about that one. I was like, I got it, guys. My career's over. What do you want me to yeah. what do you want me to say about this? Yeah, so I think we'll probably go more in depth about our thoughts on that and like our wrap-up episode that we're planning once we're all done with next class. So we will get to it soon. Don't worry. <laughs> what Unfortunately. We are, we are just as sad as you are. So sad. We were like so ready to just plan out how to record that and like it's just so disappointing. I don't know I don't know any information or details on why it got canceled, but annoying. Anybody does. You're telling me Drake couldn't fund this for us. <laughs> you think he would do that? I don't know. I'd hope so. He's too busy shitting on Megan the Stallion these days. True. We don't need to get into that, but like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of powerful Black women, let's get started with Shay. That was smooth. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Shay, at the end of season two, she was about to get together with Tiny, but he got in the bus crash. And I guess over the summer, she just didn't go and see him or something because she only officially gets together with him at the beginning of the school year, which is like three months after the bus crash. So they finally get together and Shay is on the track team at the beginning of the school year so it's something like she's 
sitting on Tiny's lap and her period starts like right then and there. So she starts bleeding on Tiny's pants. So it gets like super embarrassing. And Esme especially is really shaming Shay for like, oh, you had a little accident on Tiny's pants or whatever. Esme being the messy bitch that she is, she tells Tiny to buy Shay some pads and tampons to help her out which Tiny does, which is honestly the sweetest thing any Degrassi guy's ever done. But Shay is mortified by this. So she decides to get back at Esme by putting some paint on her chair in class, which messes up Esme's very expensive skirt. Shay then like realizes this was kind of a petty thing to do. So, so she apologizes and she realizes that she shouldn't be ashamed of her period and that it is a natural thing to happen. Right, Miss Kwan? <laughs> and... The episode ends with Shay and all the other girls on the cross-country team putting red paint on their legs in solidarity with Shay, and it's kind of a a girl power moment (laughs) for Shay there. Later in season three, it's the whole big slumber party that's happening at the Hollingsworth house. It's supposed to be girls' night, but Shay and Frankie decide to invite their boyfriends over. So Tiny is over, and like the whole squad is playing spin the bottle or never have I ever and Shay gets insecure when Esme starts making her feel bad about being a virgin when Tiny is not a virgin at the same time she gets into a fight with Lola over Tiny when like Shay assumes that Lola slept with Tiny (laughs) and then Lola and Tiny get sent into the closet to do seven minutes in heaven so Shay kind of goes a little crazy at the party for a bit she also gets annoyed when Tiny says that he wants to hook up with her (laughs) in front of everybody. She kind of ends up yelling at Tiny and like she's jealous of Lola. It's it's a whole mess. But the next episode, she is just back together with Tiny. They like made up off screen or something. Going into season four, she's like training to like prepare for college scouting or Olympic scouting or something prestigious like that. And Mr. Armstrong recommends that Shay starts taking supplements to kind of better her performance. However, the the supplements are very expensive. So she does a little tryout at Lola's cantina as a waitress, but she is terrible. So she doesn't get the job, but she's still desperate for money. So she ends up stealing money out of the tip jar. But Shay then the next day feels bad. So she returns all the money and Lola catches her. (laughs) Then Lola is like, girl, what the fuck? (laughs) Shay apologizes, blah, 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 blah. And then Lola ends up offering to lend Shay the money for the supplements for at least the first month so that she could kind of get started on her athletic journey. Later in the season, Tiny invites Shay to go on the group camping trip that Tiny, Grace, Zig, and Maya are doing for graduation. And Shay at first is like, oh, my mom will never let me go. So like, I'm kind of nervous about going, but like, I'm not going to be able to to go anyway. But Tiny ends up calling Shay's mom and asks for her. And then Shay's mom says yes to Shay. So Shay is like super shocked. And then she's very nervous about having sex for the first time. So at the camping ground or whatever, she's kind of trying to avoid being alone with Tiny throughout the night. But they ultimately do end up in the tent at the end and they ultimately talk about having sex for the first time tiny says oh we don't have to do it if you don't want to but i am prepared if you do want to and she realizes that she has no reason to be nervous because tiny is a great guy and that she wants to have sex with him unfortunately they do get interrupted by esme being a hot mess on the camping trip so they don't end up having sex until the next morning and yeah they have sex it's a good first time for both of them very cute 
And finally, the next day, they're back at school. Shay feels very close to Tiny. But since prom is coming up, so she's starting to wonder when Tiny is going to prom pose to her. When she kind of broaches the topic with Tiny, Tiny says that he doesn't really care for prom and that he doesn't really want to go. He's happy to just stay in and watch a movie with her, which kind of makes Shay insecure, especially when Baz comes along and does this really gross metaphor about a cow. (laughs) This gets into Shay's head that Tiny is like kind of playing her. So Shay like goes to yell at him about it, but it's right then and there that Tiny prom poses to her with a really impressive flash mob. And they go to prom together. She has this gorgeous red dress, which I I personally think was a callback to Liberty, but who knows? And they end the season with Tiny goes off to college at Caltech. Oh, sad, but cute. Okay, I guess we could start with her period episode. I'm not shocked that they did one. Like, they always, I feel like, do one somewhere. They haven't done one in a while. That is true. It has definitely been a while. But honestly, I liked it. I thought it was pretty solid. And, like, I don't really love these things. So, because it's, usually they have the people who do them are, like, always either, like, the freshmen or, like, it's their first, like, real plot, you know? And mm-hmm. for Shay, it just, it's not that, which is nice. Yeah, I think it's all also it being in the context of like a sport rather than, oh, it's my first period and I don't know what to, how to deal with it. I thought that was like a, a different spin on it, at least that it's like, oh, athletes have to deal with that slightly differently, I guess. Yes. The only thing that was like driving me nuts is just like Esme being a bully just all the time. Mm-hmm. and then like when Shay like retaliates it's like she's the bad guy and I'm like why like it's just annoying to me yeah I guess it's that Esme was just being mean with her words but then Shay actually did something physical to Esme so that is worse apparently I mean I get it too because we later learn that Esme is like jealous I feel like she's jealous of Shay like do you do you get that like when they're at that party like the episode where the boyfriends come and whatever and Esme's like you know I get straight A's too like I'm you know whatever like I feel like she's just jealous of Shay jealous of what in particular just the fact that like everybody likes Shay without her having to like try hard and like nobody likes Esme which we we will probably get into at some point (laughs) yeah and no matter what and like at first we think Esme doesn't care, but we like later learn that she like does care that people don't like her. So I think just the constant bullying of Shay is just showing that she's like jealous, but it's annoying. It annoys me. Yeah, I, I see that for sure. I hadn't really thought about it. I thought Esme was just being a bitch because she's a bitch. But yeah, it is true that Esme does kind of come for Shay specifically, as opposed to like she just kind of does jabs at everybody else. But Shay, it seems a bit more pointed. So yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. I think it also ties into the fact that Shay is dating Tiny, who is like Zig's best friend. And even Tiny doesn't like Esme. And Zig likes Shay. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just kind of what I was getting from like the fact that she was bullying her in the period episode. And then she was bullying her later on as well. Right. But honestly, I don't blame Shay for pouring the thing on Esme's yeah. <laughs> seat. It's <laughs> $230 skirt. Just go to get a dry clean. Calm down. Right. It's like chill. Chill, girl. But yeah, 
if anything, with this whole period episode, like Tiny going out and getting the pads and the tampons, like that, that is the sweetest thing I've ever seen. It was so funny because like from a girl's point of view, I would absolutely be embarrassed because the whole thing is that she didn't like just get her period when she was running. She already had a tampon in, it just leaked. Yeah. So it's like, she knows how to take care of herself. But he's, like, making it seem like she doesn't. Like, I don't know. I get why she was embarrassed, for sure. Even though he was trying to do a nice thing. Yeah. I honestly give him props because I feel like most guys, whenever they hear girls talking about periods, they're like, oh, no, get away from me. I don't want to talk about this at all. Uh I feel like the fact that he did the exact opposite and he was like, oh, it it was definitely kind of misguided, like you said. But, like, his heart was in the exact right place. (laughs) So... Oh yeah, if I've learned anything, like, and we'll get into it. I think Tiny is just a really great boyfriend to Shay. Yeah, for sure. Like, through and through. This kind of ties into it. I can't stand Lola, like, with Shay. Like, I do not understand, are they friends or are they not? Because it doesn't seem like Lola actually likes Shay from the way that she acts with Tiny. That's that whole first episode, right? Where, like, Shay and Tiny finally officially get together and then Lola is jealous about it, and she posts the the picture of her and Tiny on Instagram. Yes, and then, like, later on in the episode where they have, like, the, like, not, like, sleepover, but when they have the boys over, and, like, she does the seven minutes in heaven with Tiny after Shay is like, no, like, come on, why would you do that? Yeah. But I get why Shay is, like, okay with it, because... Well, she's not okay with it, but, like, it makes sense that it's resolved so quickly because Tiny is, like, such a loyal guy. Yeah. (laughs) But at at the same time, it's, like, Shay is kind of excessively insecure, at least in the the party episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it makes sense because Lola, she's not trying to get Tiny back necessarily, but she is kind of trying to get under Shay's skin a little bit. Yeah, for what? Yeah. So it, it kind of makes sense, at least from that end, that someone is trying to make Shay insecure, so she is insecure. But then there's also the piece that Shay was kind of mad when Tiny said that he wanted to hook up with her. What do you think about that? Yeah, so for me, that's kind of like Shay's perfectionism, which we've talked a little bit about already. Mm-hmm. So going back to like Shay's parents, right? The whole initial problem with Shay and Tiny was that Shay didn't want to introduce her parents to Tiny because of Tiny's past. But then when we meet Shay's parents, they're actually like super chill. And then when she is dating Tiny, it's not a problem. And in this season, we see like, even with the camping episode, like Shay is convinced that her mom would never say yes to her going on a camping trip with Tiny. But then her mom is like, oh, it's no problem. Go have fun. So I feel like it's, Shay kind of has it in her head of like these I guess societal norms or something or maybe her parents used to be more strict but now they're not anymore but like Shay is a perfectionist for sure wherever Mm -hmm. that comes from and she kind of puts that on herself because it's pretty clear that her parents aren't actively putting that on her at this point yeah so I think the tiny wants to hook up with Shay thing was Shay I feel like kind of has a somewhat sex negative mindset. Not not really slut shaming, but like sex is something that 
at least in high school, like the bad kids do, you know, like Esme, for example. <laughs> Esme is shaming her for not having sex. And Esme is not somebody Shay gets along with. So I feel like maybe Shay kind of associates sex with like, oh, you're like not a upstanding citizen of society if you are a high schooler having sex. So yeah. when Tiny says that he wants to have sex with her, which is com a completely normal thing for him to say, they've been together for a couple months at this point, that kind of breaks her image of like the perfect relationship. It's like, oh no, I don't want Tiny to have sex with me because that would make me or our relationship like less perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, it's really interesting because it really doesn't seem to come from Shay's parents. It just kind of seems to come from her own sense of needing to be perfect and always do the quote unquote right thing, which we also see in the Dealing Money episode. Yeah. I I was also like kind of confused because I didn't know like what not like what she expects from being in a relationship with Tiny but like what she was feeling for him as well you know what I mean like did she like him a lot I don't know it just seemed like there was a lot of like questioning of their relationship in general I guess but he's just so good that it doesn't even matter like he just is always like ready to resolve it like he's very kind to her so I just think it's almost like a silly plot but I get it it's just like weird that they have that fight and then like at the end of the season they like hook up you mean the camping trip yeah it's well, just like interesting how not that like she switched sides but I just was like I figured she would like stick to it you know well I think part of the reason why she was wanting her parents to say no to the camping trip is because she wasn't sure if she wanted to, right? Okay, yeah. She was kind of using her parents as like, as an excuse, somewhat. I, I can't go on this camping trip with you, so like, we can't have sex. And then when she's at the camping trip, she's kind of trying to avoid him a little bit, right? Or at, yeah. least, at least avoid being alone with him. She's but, like, okay, good night. <laughs> yeah, right? So I think it's that part of, of her being insecure about Tiny wanting to cup with her is still there when they do have sex. Mm -hmm. It's just when she actually talks to him about it, like Tiny is an awesome guy. So <laughs> he makes her get kind of get over those inhibitions. Mm -hmm. I, just, I think it's just so funny how she's like insulted that her boyfriend wants to hook up with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that makes sense because of her wanting to be perfect. Yeah, and, like, it's also probably a control thing, too, because she, like, what she says, he's like, why, like, why are you telling me who I should be mm -hmm. kind of thing? Or, like, who I am, you know? Just this, like, science nerd or something. I forget what he said. Yeah. It's like, do you only like me when I am the perfect science student or something? Mm-hmm. Yes, that was it. Look at you. Quotes. <laughs> so, I think, I think it really shows Shay's character, at least. Yeah, definitely. I think it was funny, too, because, like, how she, after they do have sex for the first time, that she's like, I'm a changed woman now. Like, I want more of, like, promposals than I did before. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. all right, you could just say that you want it, like, a cute relationship thing. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I thought the whole promposal episode was silly. Like, I just hate the cow metaphor. That made me so uncomfortable. 
Yeah, that well, it's because Baz is like so he does not pick up on social cues like at <laughs> all on like what is like a thing to say. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cute. I yeah. like a good like prom. I mean, obviously, we all knew that he was gonna do something. Yeah, like yeah, it's obviously. time. You know, like oh, let's just watch a movie, like whatever. But it's just even funnier that she was like gonna go along with it too. But then, like, I feel like there should have been something with them about like tiny moving to california for school uh yeah well that's the thing like i was gonna bring this up probably at the end because they cancel the show after this season there are so many what is it open ends yeah loose threads and stuff loose thread yeah because i think that if they did another season they would have addressed like are tiny and chase still together like what are they doing like you know what i mean but she's just like falls into one of the categories of like does she get scouted does she get a scholarship is she with tiny like there's so many unanswered questions for her that it just sucks that this is where it ends yeah but even even then i feel like there should have been a plot where they talk about going long distance like i i agree that if the show continued that there would have been storylines about them dealing with long distance maybe should have been a scene somewhere where they're talking about like oh this is how we're going to deal with being long distance you know yeah because they even do that i feel like in other seasons where people go away they like talk about it i feel like fiona and imogen talked about it right yeah and like eli and claire that's all they freaking did was talk about their long distance like all the time so yeah i think that she definitely could have gotten like oh like we're gonna keep dating or like whatever and i know that the picture of them together at the car is supposed to be like they're still together but yeah i Totally agree. I would have liked a conversation for sure. Yeah, because I I do think that Shay and Tiny would have been a successful long distance relationship compared to like Eli and Claire or Drew and Bianca. Oh my gosh, for sure. They wouldn't have gotten engaged in the mall or whatever they did. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that that storyline would have been really interesting to see them have those kind of long distance problems and actually work through them rather than out of character cheat on each other. <laughs> yes. I totally agree. I also think it would have been nice because like they were probably besides I guess Zoe and Rasha they're like one of the only couples left right? Who didn't graduate? No who sorry who like are still a couple when like like one person graduates the other stays the same like I think they're one of the two left so it's like wouldn't it make more sense for them to address it? Right right. Which I guess, like, Maya and Zig, if you want to count them, but, like, I don't know. Well, it seems like Maya and Zig fuck off to California together, so. Yeah, who literally knows what they do. That's nuts. But, yeah, overall, for Tiny and Shay, they are a really great couple. I feel like they are the couple that we're always talking about, where it's, like, they're not so dramatic all the time, but they still have plots that are good. Yeah, they definitely do. Like, I feel like their issues aren't like because they don't have feelings for each other or like are confused about their relationship like their fights or their issues are like just about what the next step in their relationship is I guess where it's like Jonah and Frankie are literally like do we even like each other yeah yeah so I feel like their their relationship was a breath of fresh air that it's like they are a visible couple on the show they're not pushed to the sidelines they're they're getting plots that aren't super dramatic or out there and they're able to healthily work through the small problems that they have yeah and I feel like they genuinely like each other 
Yes. Which is like always nice to see a healthy couple. Yeah. One thing I do want to bring up because I know we don't, we're not going to talk about Lola this season specifically, but like, what do you think about Lola and Shay's friendship from like Shay's side of it, I guess? Well, we kind of talked about how this whole trio of Shay, Lola, and Frankie are toxic as fuck last time, right? Yes, for sure did. So I think that's just kind of the same thing here. I just think that it is just shown a little bit more in this with how Lola acts towards Tiny and then how Shay feels like it's okay to steal from Lola's job. So it's just, there's just no mutual respect between the two of them. And I feel like they never fixed their problems. And like, that's kind of it. But then both of them also team up against Frankie. When? Not like team up against, but it's like, they are very fast to be like, Frankie, you're the worst. Like, you don't like us. Like, we have hobbies and you don't, which they do say later on. When they're like, your only hobby, Frankie, is you being rich. Yeah, I guess they do turn on her when Frankie kind of latches onto Esme that or like when she's going through a breakup they're like you're kind of a bad girlfriend (laughs) I mean they're not wrong no but like why do they gotta be that real in the middle of science class (laughs) (laughs) true yeah I feel like they're they're just friends because they've just known each other for forever even though they're not actually good friends to each other yeah exactly like even in the situation where they have the boyfriends come over and like Lola's mad that girls night is ruined. Like not only does she go in a closet with Shay's boyfriend, but then she hooks up (laughs) with Frankie's brother. Yeah. (laughs) So she's like, I'm getting both of you back in one night. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They're definitely not good friends to each other at all. It's just so crazy to me, but okay. I just wanted to address that before we, went to like overall on Shay. Yeah. Well, before we do that, we gotta go into the whole student athlete stuff, right? Oh yes, yes. Okay. I don't feel like I got enough of it. Yeah. This is another one of those things where it's like they were intending to do something more with it, but then the show got canceled. Yeah, I think so too, because all it was supplements, supplements, and then she gets them and then like that's that, it. Yeah. <laughs> like what do we pay Lola back? Like what do we do? Yeah, for me, it's like Shay being an athlete is kind of throughout her character arc. She started off as the cheerleader, right, with Degrassi nudes, and then she had the whole volleyball thing, and now she's apparently a track superstar, (laughs) so I guess she (laughs) does it all. But yeah, it just feels a little weird that like sometimes she's super into doing well as an athlete, and sometimes she's not. Like last season, they had the whole like summer camp thing that she turned down because of the protest. So I guess it makes sense that because she turned that down, she now needs to work harder to make up for it. But like, I feel like she she sometimes cares a lot about it, then sometimes she doesn't. <laughs> so it just feels a little weird to me where it's like, what what do you actually want, Shay? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't think they put enough time into it. Like it's, I think it's a cool idea because we haven't really had an athlete since like what Katie maybe yeah and Katie got screwed over so yeah so there's that too I don't know I think that they I think you're right I think it would have continued this goes into like the loose ends situation 
but I just don't get the whole supplement thing. Like her throwing that fit with her mom, like that was so childish. And I was like, we should explore that more, (laughs) if anything. Like, why is she blaming her mommy? Like, he's not going to do anything. You lied. It's like, chill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, the conclusion of the episode is like, oh, Lola's just going to lend me the money. I feel like the conclusion should have been, oh, these supplements drove me to steal hundreds of dollars from my friend. Maybe I shouldn't take these supplements. (laughs) That would have been really probably a better route to go, I would say. Yeah, the the lesson that they give us is like, oh, my friend Lola is so awesome because she forgave me for stealing from her and she's going to buy these supplements for me. Well, that's, we'll get into it next episode, but they do a similar thing with like how people react to the like bomb squad being called to prom because they were like, I think it was Lola who was like, you shouldn't have called the police to like yell. And I'm like, no, I feel like probably should have. Like, why are we pretending like this was not the move? But we'll we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel like if anything, it just shows, again, Shay's perfectionism. Yeah, for sure. So I guess just to wrap up Shay, Shay, these two seasons definitely had less than she did in the first two, which I was kind of sad about. But like, I, I do really like her and Tiny, so I didn't mind. Like, everything she had, I, I enjoyed. Like, whenever she gets something, I'm happy to see her. But I just wish there was more. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all of her episodes, like, she had a plot, and then, like, we would move on. And then she'd have another plot, and then we would move on. Like, it wasn't anything super big. Like, she definitely sat at the B plot level for the entire season. I would even maybe say C, but no, I think it's probably B. Do you, sorry, is Shay and Tiny's couple named Shiny? Yes. That's hilarious. I was just looking at the notes. (laughs) Yes, it's very cute. But yeah, in terms of like Shay's overall character arc, like of course it didn't really finish. But from what we saw of it, it kind of feels like Shay just needs to learn to stand up for herself more when people are shitting on her. Well, when she does, they keep being like, you're a bully. Not like every time, but the time where she like stood up for herself to Esme, she's like, well, then I slut shamed Esme. And then the other time she stood up to Esme, she got in trouble. And I'm like, she's trying. She just keeps doing it wrong. And then the other part is like, just kind of not being a perfectionist all the time and being okay with not being perfect. Yes. I do think too, that she, I don't know. Do you think she's like kind of similar to Liberty in the sense of like academics? Yeah, I'd say so. I think the red dress thing was cute. I liked that you made that connection. Yes. And honestly, I feel like Shay would probably be the valedictorian. God, I hope so. If they make Frankie and I'm quitting. (laughs) You think Frankie is even going to graduate? Who even knows? But they made Zoe valedictorian. She moved here halfway through like, what, sophomore year and also like failed math. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on. They they just give it to anybody at this point. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like for Zoe, it was because she was class president. And that was really it. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, I really like Shay. Yeah, I don't think they really give us a reason to not like her, to be honest. Yeah, I see a lot of people say that they think Shay's boring and that she's not really compelling. I kind of disagree with that. She's not getting like these super crazy plots like some other characters, but I, I do still think her plots are interesting. 
Yeah, I don't think she's boring at all rewatching it. I think if anything, she is like the most normal high school student out of all of them. You know what I mean? Like she has a normal life. She has a normal boyfriend who's like actually nice to her. Yeah. Like just because it's normal doesn't mean it's like boring. I don't know. It's probably better than whatever Maya's going through in the other opposite plots. <laughs> right. So it's it's not like super dramatic, but there's still like interesting, compelling plots. Like they're kind of like slice of life. Yeah. I th- and we need that because if everything was like what Tristan and Maya are going through, it would be like way too much. Yeah. But speaking of other boring plots or people, Frankie. <laughs> boring. Uh, Frankie is something else. She is, I guess boring isn't the right word. Yeah, I like, I would call Frankie a lot of things. I wouldn't call her boring. <laughs> okay, for Shay, we can call her safe. And for Frankie, we can call her crazy. okay let's get into it so now that frankie has learned not to be racist she good start she is like driving to school with jonah and then jonah gets a text from grace and he's like laughing at it and frankie wants to see it but jonah won't show her so frankie starts getting super insecure about this and thinking that there might be something between jonah and grace so she ends up enlisting hunter to hack into jonah's face range accounts and like reads through all of his messages and stuff. And she goes a little crazy when she reads, I think it's Grace calls Frankie immature and then Jonah agrees with her. So her solution for this is to buy concert tickets to like this rock band or whatever. And when she goes to tell Jonah about this, he's like, oh, I can't go. I'm working on Miles's play. <laughs> Jonah apologizes for being busy. Frankie kind of makes an offhand comment about being immature or something. She doesn't say of course that she hacked into his account but jonah kind of makes her feel better about being immature but frankie ends the episode like being happy (laughs) in her relationship again and then after that it's once again the the party at the hollingsworth house where the girls invite their boyfriends so frankie invites jonah over and at some point during the party they go to frankie's room to make out (laughs) frankie tries to initiate sex with him But Jonah stops her saying like, oh, I don't want to have sex with you right now. Frankie is like super confused and she feels rejected. So she tells Jonah to leave and that she needs space. The next morning, Miles is talking to all the girls at the breakfast table and is like, yeah, guys get weird sometimes about taking girls virginity. So that's probably what happened. So now that Frankie and Jonah are kind of fighting, Frankie is trying to get his attention by posting lots of things on social media showing how happy she is or whatever but it does not work jonah is busy doing other things she ends up like following an instagram picture that he posted to the dot so she's kind of stalking him (laughs) and she ambushes a meeting that he's having with another girl but it turns out that he's talking to somebody in his narcotics anonymous group so (laughs) this kind of causes frankie to reevaluate her actions lately Because the reason that Jonah hasn't been talking to her is because Frankie herself said that she needed space. She's like, you know, I might go a little crazy in relationships. So she talks to Jonah, apologizes, and says that they need to go on a break so that Frankie could learn how to function in a relationship. During this break, Frankie starts reading some self-help books on relationships. And Hunter and Yael are having some problems in this episode. So Frankie tries to use her self-help book strategies by impersonating Hunter in a message to Yael. Frankie sends Yael a message saying that Hunter loves her. So this kind of 
pisses Hunter off. So Hunter steals Frankie's phone and sends Jonah a message saying that she loves him. Frankie then goes to Zoe's mom's wedding where Jonah is performing to stop him from seeing the text. But Jonah, of course, has seen the text and Frankie says, oh, no, I, I do love you. So Jonah says that they will talk later after the wedding. However, Jonah takes too long to get back to her. It's been a couple hours. So Frankie decides to hack into his accounts again to see where he is. And of course, Jonah shows up there with a big bouquet of flowers. But he sees that Frankie is logged into his account and breaks up with her for good. It's not a break, it's a breakup. Going into season four, Frankie is upset that Jonah is now openly with Grace. Her friends encourage her to post on social media about how great she's doing in the single life so that she could quote unquote win the breakup. So she goes to this party in the woods to like make some Instagram posts and she ends up hanging out with Esme and Zig. And they're having a good time until Jonah shows up with Grace. Esme convinces Frankie to go yell at him for being with Grace. Frankie goes to yell at him and ends up smashing his guitar against a tree. <laughs> she gets recorded, it gets posted online <laughs> by Esme herself, of course, causing Frankie to get in trouble with her mom for <laughs> smashing Jonah's guitar. Frankie's mom forces Frankie to buy Jonah a new guitar and... Esme convinces her to do it in like a fun way, I guess, by just throwing the bills at him <laughs> at the dot. Be like, oh, here's your guitar, dude. It was kind of funny, but Frankie's definitely off the deep end at this point. From there, Shay and Lola start to judge Frankie for posting lots of fun things on her social media accounts with Esme when the whole terrorist attack on Belgium is like in the news cycle. So in order to show that she cares about terrorism, Frankie decides to bake some cupcakes. Esme and Zig end up crashing this cupcake making party, leading to them wrestling on the floor, which gets witnessed by the gamer squad. And so a rumor starts going around the school that Esme, Zig, and Frankie had a threesome. Frankie gets insecure about this and tries to stop being friends with Esme. But Esme convinces her that her friends don't really care about her and that she does and to stop caring what other people think. And from there, the whole weird thruple thing happens, which we're going to talk more about with regards to Zig and Esme. But of course, Frankie is a part of that. And then the whole stuff with like Esme tries to get them to have an actual threesome to keep Zig interested, which causes Frankie to break up with Esme, <laughs> essentially. Then there's the whole thing with Esme kind of has a mental breakdown. After Esme pushes Zig down the hill at prom, she goes to Frankie's house. But Frankie is like being rational for once in her life and tries to stop her. It's at that point when Frankie is there when Esme finally gets professional help from a teacher. And that's pretty much where it ends for her. As with most people, I think in Frankie's grade, her arc is unfinished. Well done. It's, like, tough when we are talking about Frankie and Jonah knowing that Jonah ends up with Grace. Because it's just, like, is she crazy then? Or is she right? <laughs> so it's, like, good that she realizes that she is, like, not confident with herself in a relationship and that she needs the break. Fine. Totally fair. But it's just so hard because it's, like, oh, she's not wrong about Grace. Right. because. 
Jonah says this himself to Grace, I think, when they're a secret relationship at first, where it's like, I liked another girl while I was with Frankie, and that's a complicated situation. So that's why I want to keep our relationship a secret. So that's basically confirming that Jonah had feelings for Grace, at least throughout this season, if not earlier. Yes. And I think it also can be seen with the way that he reacts when Frankie like jokingly grabs his phone in the car yeah and he's like what are you doing and she's like i thought we were just joking around like what's your problem dude and like it turns out that she's right like he's talking shit behind her back to his quote-unquote friend that he has a crush on so it's like hard for me to be like oh she is crazy when like she's kind of not she's like kind of right in all this yeah like she definitely went about addressing it in the wrong way at every single point <laughs> she she you're right she wasn't wrong in her suspicions because that's what ended up happening right that's what annoys me about all this but also like I get she definitely shouldn't have went in to his like phone with the password that she got from her brother like that was definitely not it and but I do like that that's what in the end ends their relationship is her getting caught like, right. I think that that was honestly pretty smart of Degrassi to do. Because, like, I was actually pretty impressed when it was the whole Frankie stalks him to the dot thing. And then that's when she realizes, hmm, maybe I don't know how to have a healthy relationship. And she goes on a break. Like, I was, like, super impressed with her for that. But then she backpedals when she hasn't gotten a text in, what, an hour or two? <laughs> so Yeah. And then, of course, she gets caught, like, on the computer, which is, like, oops bad call also why are you logging into his stuff on like your kitchen computer yeah like what the heck (laughs) yeah well to me it kind of seemed like it was something that she's been doing like I think we only saw her do it just the two times Mm -hmm. I feel like the implication is that every now and then she's going through Jonah's messages yeah I think so so maybe that was like oh, she's doing it in the kitchen because she's reading the paper. She's reading Jonah's messages. Yeah, I feel like once you start that, like, how are you going to stop? Especially if you, like, don't trust him. So both of them were definitely in the wrong. I think Frankie was definitely worse because even though Jonah was kind of being dishonest about his feelings, he didn't cheat, I guess. I mean, that we see... Like, we saw what he, like, the fact that he was, like, talking shit about his girlfriend to the other girl, like, there's definitely some emotional cheating, I feel like, going on. But we don't see it because we literally don't even know who Jonah is. Just the fact that he, like, goes to Narcotics Anonymous and we, like, don't even touch upon that at all, ever. Like, okay. Well, him being an ex-drug addict was established, I think. Yeah, but it also is just, like, is it a secret or is it not? Like, she was like, you didn't have to tell me you went to that. It's like, but... What is going on? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I do think, like, even though Frankie hacking into his accounts is what ended the relationship, I feel like she should have been called out for it more. What do you mean? Somebody should have said this is something you should not be doing. <laughs> didn't didn't only Hunter really do a, do that? Miles did too, I think. But I guess you can, like, take it with a grain of salt from him considering he literally knocked up a girl while his boyfriend was in the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I agree. But, like, that's the thing. She probably didn't tell her friends because, like, she knew it was wrong. Yeah, that's true. 
That's my guess. Besides that, though, it was just with, with the whole Narcotics Anonymous thing, like, Jonah was right that Frankie said that she needed space, and then she got mad when he was giving her space. I was like, girl, what do you want? She doesn't even know. That's the problem. Yeah. So even though she took a very small step forward with taking that break to work on herself, she took several steps back in these seasons. I think my favorite thing was when she wants to get back together with him. And she's like, even though we're a toxic couple, I think we should get back together. And he's like, you're right. I'm like, you're gotta be kidding me. Yeah, They're just awful. Like we talked about this last time. They're like (laughs) the worst grassy couple to ever exist. (laughs) They like, they just don't like each other enough for me to be like, this makes sense. Because again, Jonah is just a dick to her. At any time he's able to, he's talking shit about her to his friends, who he is also interested in. <laughs> yep. Like, the one thing I could give him is that he didn't have sex with Frankie. That's really the only good thing he did. But that's because he didn't like her, in my opinion. I mean, like, I understand it was for, like, other reasons. But, like, I think genuinely deep down, he was like, I like somebody else why I like this girl. I, I was getting the vibes that, like, he knew Frankie wasn't ready, even though she was, like, coming on to him he was like I don't think she's ready to have sex emotionally at least I mean it didn't help when she was like is it because of grace right <laughs> I well, was like oh well, yeah. now you're definitely not having sex <laughs> yeah well well, that's the thing it's like Jonah knows Frankie is she is immature like even though he's talking shit about her like she is immature so I feel like not having sex with her was the move because she clearly was not having sex for the quote-unquote right reasons yeah I agree with that even though Miles tried to rationalize it yeah I didn't really like that either because for one thing I feel like that's not really true most of the time with with the whole if you have sex the girl will get attached I mean it's rude yeah (laughs) and like what would Miles know yeah well this is right after he had sex with Lola too so it's like what are you trying to say right now, Miles? But anyway, I, I didn't really like that just because I feel like that's something people say all the time. And it's like, okay, why is it a bad thing that you're getting attached to the person you had sex with? You're asking the wrong person. I have literally no idea. And and even besides that, that's not the reason why Jonah didn't have sex with her. So that's not even the point. I know, right? It's almost like, could it be because he's trying to do what's good for their relationship? Nope, can't be that. Yep. Yeah, that's the only thing that I could give Jonah. He made the right decision without having sex with Frankie. So very, very low bar for their relationship. (laughs) Okay, so do you want to move on to them, like, after the breakup? Yeah, like, we could talk shit about their relationship all day if we want, but... (laughs) They're just both toxic-ass people. Yeah. (laughs) But what's even better is that Frankie continues to be toxic and just gets into a relationship with two people instead of one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, honestly, with the whole, like, smashing the guitar thing, it was kind of iconic. I won't lie. But for sure. (laughs) But also, Frankie, why are you so unhinged? (laughs) It's crazy because I'm thinking about how she acts after her and Winston break up. And I feel like it makes more sense because... Her and Winston, like, I feel like liked each other. Whereas, like, Jonah and her, 
were like barely liking each other and just enjoyed being in a relationship maybe like I don't even know they started off by being mean to each other I didn't even see it coming so I wasn't shocked when she was like posting sad things because that's what she did after her and Winston broke up right yes right that was her whole depression era (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's even better that this time she got confronted by a teacher and the teacher is like, are you okay? And then she's like, oh my god. It was fucking Esme who posted the video too. I, I like, know. Girl. So good. What's crazy is I did not expect her and Esme to be friends. Like, who Esme picks to be her friend, I just don't understand how it works. Because all of a sudden, she's just, like, nice to Frankie. Like, out of nowhere for random. Yeah, but I really liked that decision. Because Frankie being alone and insecure was like the perfect person for Esme to be her minion, basically. Oh, for sure. That's that's such a good point. So I guess, yeah, why did Esme pick Frankie? I don't know. But from a writing perspective, I thought it was the perfect decision. That's a good point. I didn't think about that either. Because you're right, like Shay is like too strong of a person to be her friend. So she like picks on her. She has no interest in Lola. Yeah. I don't even think they've ever had a conversation. <laughs> well, has Frankie and Esme had any conversations before they start talking? I'm trying to think even if they had one at when she came over to Frankie's house for the boyfriend night. Right. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you're right. I don't think they ever talked. Yeah. So it, it was definitely kind of random. I don't know. I guess Esme knew that Jonah and Frankie broke up. So maybe she kind of purposefully got Frankie latched on because she knew she could manipulate her but hard to say yeah it just ended up being weird like I felt like I was like wow what is Degrassi doing with the whole thruple thing yeah it's like where are we going with this yeah it was very uncomfortable for sure I think we'll we'll talk about it more in depth with Esme but for Frankie's end to me I think Frankie was just kind of oblivious to what Esme was doing because I, I think they only really hooked up in the pool scene. I don't think they ever did anything besides that. So I feel like from Frankie's end, it was just like, oh, this was a fun joke. I kissed Esme's boyfriend. Ha ha ha. We're just besties. But but for on Esme's end, it was like, oh, I'm making this like a three-way relationship to keep Zig interested. But Frankie <laughs> didn't know that until Esme was like, let's have a threesome. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, like, I get why Frankie clinged on to her, too, because of the fact that, like, Lola and Shay kind of were, like, going back to how they were when Frankie was sad about Winston. Who did Frankie go to after Lola and Shay were like, you're being annoying about Winston? Wasn't that when they catfished Frankie? They catfished her, but then didn't she, like, go, oh, was that when she clung to Jonah after? Yeah, because she was, like, crying in the music room and Jonah is like, get out. <laughs> right okay so then this time it was like the same thing happened again where like she goes through another breakup and her friends don't give a shit again and are like get over it you don't have any hobbies you're just rich and then she just like then clings to Esme so they're kind of using each other both in like different ways well is Frankie using Esme or did Frankie just like need somebody to talk to I think she is like at first using Esme for fun because they're doing all those fun things and then like all of a sudden her friends are like you're the worst for like having fun right now and then Frankie's like I guess and then Esme's like no you're not she's like you know what you're right (laughs) then they go and get burgers 
Yeah, I, I was kind of on Frankie's side in that particular situation. It's like, I feel like you don't need to feel obligated for like those big world event things. Oh, I mean, like, it was just a weird thing for her friends to be annoyed about because remember when she tried to do charity last time and her friends were like, how dare you do charity when, like, we need you to come to dinner with us. Right, exactly. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, I do think Esme was a good way for Frankie to get over Jonah, I guess. But from a larger perspective, Esme was a great way for Frankie to kind of see herself in a relationship. Because Esme was going crazy to try and keep Zig in kind of similar ways that Frankie was trying to keep Jonah, I think. Ooh, yeah, I could see that. Esme definitely went farther <laughs> with it, but the fact that Frankie was kind of roped into their relationship, <laughs> just kind of first for Frankie was just like, oh, this is like a fun little joke that we're playing, but... Mm -hmm when it progressed like in the in the in the woods episode that's when she realized it's like oh Esme is not a healthy person yeah no she definitely was like why don't you be friends with these people and she's like no let's skinny dip instead I'm yeah like, uh okay not it but yeah because Frankie was being the voice of reason to Esme where Frankie was saying you weren't invited <laughs> right so you shouldn't go they don't want you there right so I think once Frankie really started seeing Esme's unhinged behavior is when in her mind she kind of realized oh shit maybe this is kind of how I was acting with Jonah and mm -hmm. that's when Frankie starts being a bit more mature in those last few episodes yeah and I'm curious to see like what would have happened with her going forward you know because like Jonah graduated. Esme is still behind. So like, I'm sure they probably would have had some sort of plots together at some point. But they really tried to make her more mature by the end of it. Yeah, personally, I think I was thinking about Frankie's overall arc, right? Since this is the last time we'll talk about her. She's basically been kind of spoiled and entitled this entire time, <laughs> right? Like, that was basically everything with the racism storyline, that she felt entitled to do whatever she wants. And then with Jonah, it was just kind of feeling entitled to his feelings, even though he was being kind of trash. But then once she starts going with Esme, Esme kind of being a mirror for her is when she kind of starts realizing her toxic tendencies. <laughs> and I would think that Frankie and Esme would kind of grow together in the next season. Aw, I like that idea. And Frankie and Esme as a couple is a popular ship. <laughs> Ooh, that's an interesting take. Okay. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad about it if it were to happen. I feel like that's one thing that Degrassi also missed the mark on, is like addressing what a threesome meant between Frankie and Esme. Right. Because it's like, I don't know. I feel like if you're in a relationship with both a guy and a girl, like there's definitely some, I don't know, differences. That you're like, you're not straight, right? Like That's kind of just how it goes. Well, that's the weirdness of this throuple, I guess. Like it wasn't a real throuple, you know? It was just Esme trying to basically keep Zig sexually interested, basically. So I wouldn't call it a real relationship necessarily. 
That's fair. Well, even though they quote unquote break up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so weird. So weird. Yeah, Frankie, like, if we could just take out the whole racist plot, she probably would have been a little more tolerable for me. Because it's just, it takes her too long to be like, okay, okay, it's me. It's my fault. Well, that's her with everything, really. Yes, that too. <laughs> like, it, it took her stalking her boyfriend to Narcotics Anonymous to realize that maybe she should not do that. <laughs> that maybe she is the problem. Yeah. That's so true. So, yeah, Frankie, super toxic. Again, Sarah Wasteglass is fantastic, so I can't hate Frankie. <laughs> as much as I kind of want to, I can't yep. hate her because... She's just so fun of a character because Sarah plays her so well. Right? She she is a very talented actress, for sure. I feel like what you said, where it's like she's been immature this entire time until maybe like the last minute of season four. Yeah. <laughs> where she turns it around. I mean, it's just taken her a while to grow. And I think she would have been more interesting to watch moving forward, but we didn't get there. She's definitely, like, more tolerable, I feel like, these two seasons, though, I will say. The first two, I was like, oh my god, I can't watch her. She's so annoying. She's definitely entertaining in this season, if nothing else. Yes, definitely. Definitely entertaining. So, that's kind of where I end on it. Like, I would not put her in top ten favorite characters. You know what I mean? Like, if no. anything, she's in, like, the bottom. She's just not, not anything for me. Yeah, I could agree with that. Okay, so finishing up with Yael and Hunter. For them, remember they just got officially together at the end of season two. The Gamer Squad is trying to increase their reach online to try and get more subscribers and views and stuff. So in order to reach the female demographic, they have Yael start to do makeup tutorials for the channel. However, when Yael is terrible at makeup, they end up going on a rant <laughs> about how girls who care about makeup are stupid and they're bringing womankind down. <laughs> of course, Yael gets called out for this by everybody at school. <laughs> this causes Yael to realize that there are many types of women in the world, but they are still not good at makeup. So they convince the gamer squad to bring Lola on to do makeup stuff. From there, Hunter is planning a date night with Yael, but Baz and VJ crash. Hunter tries to get them to leave, but they won't. I think it's Baz who is like, we should measure our dicks against each other <laughs> and see who has the biggest penis. They're about to start this little competition when Yael shows up and Baz covers their dick measuring competition by saying that they are watching porn instead. They end up watching some porn <laughs> together <laughs> when Hunter gets super uncomfortable and he tells the truth that they were going to do a dick measuring competition. So Yael gets involved to be a unbiased judge where they take pictures of their penises and send them to Yael so that they could measure them for them, I guess. I don't know. It's very silly, but Hunter and Yael end up talking about the boundaries between being good friends with each other to now being in a relationship with each other. And Yael feels bad that Hunter felt the need to shut them out of this conversation when like in the past they would have done this like no problem I guess anyway they end up telling Baz that he won the 
biggest dick competition even though it was actually hunter because baz is the person who is feeling insecure that hunter has a girlfriend and he does not soon after that hunter and lola are working on something for the channel together and hunter gets a boner when lola accidentally brushes up against him so hunter because of this tries to get lola fired from the gamer squad channel before yael finds out because he's worried that yael will think he's cheating i guess by getting a boner for another girl so they kind of fake statistics for the channel to show that like lola's stuff is underperforming so they vote to kick lola off but yael then goes to talk to lola about the situation and lola is like wait my views were not that low or whatever so they realize that something's sketchy yael goes to confront hunter hunter tells the truth and yael did not care about the boner but did care that hunter lied so hunter apologizes and then they have basically the same conversation again about how things have changed since they stopped being friends and they're now together and how they need to have better communication <laughs> going into season four yael is insecure about how their boobs are getting bigger so lola takes yael out shopping to pick out a better bra they get a bra but it also starts getting yael more attention from the guys so they start feeling insecure again and they go back to the store and rather than trying on another bra they try on a binder which they seem to like very much so yael starts kind of wearing a binder to school and pretty much everywhere and hunter starts to feel a bit weird when they're taking a yearbook photo and hunter notices that yael has not shaved their armpits so getting advice from zig and esme he photoshops the armpit hair out of the yearbook photo. Yael is mad about this, and so Hunter goes to yell at Zig about how it was bad advice, and Zig gives him more advice about telling Yael what he wants in their relationship. So Hunter does this, and they have a conversation about, like, figuring things out as a couple, and, like, having an open dialogue about what they do and don't like about the other person, which is kind of weird. But soon after that, Yael is talking to Baz and BJ about like how funny farts are and the guys are like oh you don't like farts because you're a girl and Yael feels some type of way about it and this kind of starts Yael questioning the gender norms that are perpetuated in their society like Yael almost walks into the boys bathroom to like prove a point or something. Miss Grell actually sees Yael try to go into the boys bathroom and asks Yael if they are trans and at the same time, Baz tells Yael that Hunter is confused if Yael is gay. Yael is like very confused at this point. And they end up going to talk to Lola and, and they kiss Lola to like see if they're gay. But they decide that they're not. But Yael expresses how they don't really feel like a boy or a girl. So Lola, having watched lots of YouTube, introduces Yael to the idea of being gender fluid and being non-binary. Lola takes Yael for a makeover. Yael takes off their red wig for the first time, and when Lola puts Yael in some new clothes, they finally start to feel like themselves, and they start using they-them pronouns. However, they are worried what Hunter will think when they come out to Hunter, and Hunter does not react very well. Hunter is very confused, and he actually breaks up with Yael. But Yael is happy to not go back to like how insecure and confused they were before this whole development. 
Towards the end of the season, Hunter starts to feel a bit isolated from his friends after his breakup with Yael, since Baz and VJ are kind of on Yael's side, and they try to explain to Hunter how Yael is the same person, even though they use different pronouns now. So Hunter tries to give it a try to, like, be a couple again, I guess, but he starts getting insecure when all of his friends start calling him gay, because... If Yael isn't a girl, then that means he's not dating a girl, which means he's LGBT. It was a whole thing. So Hunter gets super insecure, and he basically breaks up with Yael again, saying that they are the one who messed everything up by changing their identity. And that's pretty much how the season ends. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a couple that was left. I don't even think they were left as a couple. I don't even know. So I guess maybe if you want to put them in the category of, like, the couples that are left, like, they might be one. But, like, I don't I don't know. I, I would say they broke up for good. Okay, I would agree. Yeah, I was not feeling them this season. I was, like, feeling it last season. I thought it was cute, the lead-up. Like, I was like, okay, like, he's a little crazy. She still likes him, whatever. And then they get together at the end when he's, like, finally okay. Great. Now we're just always complaining about how we're not being treated the same. I think that's pretty much Yael's main issue with dating hunter is well now what's the difference between me being a friend and me being your girlfriend and i don't know i think there is one i just don't think yael wanted there to be a difference i think they wanted best of both worlds and they were not getting it yeah but at the same time like yes things are going to change now that they're a couple but hunter was treating them differently in every situation right I mean, I think the situation with the whole measuring their penises (laughs) is, like, a fair one to exclude Yael. Like, I think there are definitely limits to, like, what parts of friendships there are for, like, guys and girls. And in that case, I don't know, why would they want to be a part of that? (laughs) I guess so. I guess. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it's okay for all of them not to hang out all the time together personally but it just doesn't seem like that's what Yael can agree on you know mm-hmm. even though later on it seems like they're all hanging out without Hunter and that's fine well that was because Hunter we'll get into this later but that was because Hunter was being kind of a dick <laughs> yeah it's just I don't know it was kind of annoying where like it didn't seem like Hunter was doing anything right for Yael in that situation like they also weren't being clear on what they wanted it was getting old that's pretty much what i i want to get to yeah it was like they went through the same conversation like three times yes 100 percent. so like i already didn't like them as a couple and the fact that it was like oh we were friends and now we're a couple how do we deal with that it's like okay i get it <laughs> you don't know how to be a, a couple <laughs> like just get over it like when it got to like the armpit thing I was like just break up already like (laughs) clearly you clearly don't want the same thing so like just break up right yeah they enjoy being friends with each other but there just wasn't more after a while yeah and also like most of their problems basically stemmed from Hunter lying to Yael (laughs) which wasn't great either no but I also get the boner situation in my opinion. I feel like I totally get why that was weird for him to want to tell Yael. I feel like that's something you don't even need to tell. Yes. And the only reason he did was because he was afraid Lola was telling them. So I get why 
but I feel like he probably could have talked to Lola and been like, hey, like, saw you talking to Danielle. Did you happen to mention this issue? Like, I think there were ways around it. And I don't think Yell should have been that mad that he lied, in my opinion. Like, I get it was, like, a little much, but, like, I don't... But then you see their conversation online is about them being mad about the boner. Because remember when Frankie's messaging? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, then why do you have a boner for... It's like, what are you mad about? Pick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like, to me, I would be more mad that Hunter went to such extremes to get Lola off the squad. Like, that was kind of fucked up. Oh, I mean, yeah, but it also didn't help that, like, Baz also agreed with it. Yeah. It just is, like, a classic, like, high school boy move. Like, how can we deal with this without actually dealing with it? Yeah, so, like, with that and the whole, like, oh, we're not measuring our dicks, we're watching porn. I guess that was on Baz, but... (laughs) (laughs) Like, just stop, just stop lying. It's not that hard. I don't know. There's definitely that aspect of it where, like, Hunter is for sure lying. But I also want to say that, like, Yael isn't being completely honest with him either about, like, themselves. You mean about the whole gender identity thing? Yes. Which, like, I don't know if they just, like, actually aren't realizing it, but they are taking, I don't know. I think that it kind of goes into it, too, where it's, like, they're expecting all of this honesty from Hunter, but then they're not being honest about it really back. I cut Yael a bit of slack for that just because they weren't sure themselves what was going on. So like, I, yeah, so like I, 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 I do see how like you should be able to talk to your boyfriend about that. Like if you're going through something. But like they're clearly not very communicative as a couple. So I'm not surprised <laughs> that they didn't talk to Hunter about it. Yeah, I guess they could go like that way too. I don't know. I mean, like they suck as a couple yeah (laughs) and they're better off as friends and like that's just kind of the end of it yeah exactly yeah to me it kind of felt like hunter once they got together started to view yael as like my girlfriend rather than yael the person and so what do you mean where it's like hunter is viewing yael as like oh this is my girlfriend and this is how a guy should treat his girlfriend rather than this is how i should treat my girlfriend yael like as Yael as a as a person I mean I guess I don't really get it (laughs) well so I'm thinking about like the armpit situation right where Hunter gets advice from Zig of all people (laughs) right and what does he say it's like oh any girl would be grateful that you photoshopped out the armpit hair right but Hunter knows Yael as a person like they're friends right before they're a couple so it's like hunter knows how yael would feel about certain things so i feel like hunter would know that yael wouldn't care about the armpit hair well i think that's the the battle that he fights is because when they start to photoshop things he's like well i don't think yael wants that and then esme's like no like all girls want that so i get where he's coming from where he's like oh maybe like yael would like that and i just don't know them as well as i thought i did and that comes back to the communication piece once again. Yeah. But I guess I guess my point is like he's doubting what he knows about Yael, which why? <laughs> because Esme and Zig told you <laughs> something else. Well, there's that and also he 
thinks Yael is a different person than they actually are. And like Yael doesn't even know who they are just yet. So like I kind of get it because it is confusing because Yael was a person who didn't have armpit hair when they first started dating and who like didn't bind. And then all of a sudden now they are. So it's like, who is he dating? Is he dating the person who was before or is he dating someone new now? Like I kind of get that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Because, like, personally, if I had armpit hair in a picture, I'd be like, please, <laughs> get rid of it. <laughs> like, I may have forgotten, sorry, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I could see that for sure. Like, again, I'm going to be on Yael's side just because they are having a whole identity crisis. And, again, they probably could have talked to Hunter about it, but I don't blame them for not. <laughs> Well, that's the thing too I think that it it's a good plot because it leads into him asking yeah what the deal is because it's like it is more than the armpit hair you know and I don't think Hunter realizes that until they have that conversation in the like computer lab or whatever when he's like I'm sorry I photoshopped but like what is actually going on so I think that's at least good that it's not just like it leads into nowhere like it does lead somewhere yeah but then even after that conversation, Hunter apparently had a conversation with Baz about like, oh, is Yael gay? Yes, but he had said the same thing to Yael too. Because didn't he ask Yael they were gay? He was like, are you a lesbian? Maybe. Yes, because no, like- Oh, that was, that was when they came out, wasn't it? I don't know, because, like, I remember the conversation that Yael was having with Baz when Baz said, well, Hunter's freaking out and asking if you're gay. Like, Hunter had just asked with the armpit hair, like, do you want to be a boy? And Yael was like, no, boys are gross. Like, why would I want to be one of you? <laughs> yeah, right. So I think there was, like, a little bit of a plot mix-up of Yael not remembering, I guess, that Hunter had already said that. But I also think it's fair for Hunter to, like, talk to his friends they're still his friends too you know yeah to be like hey these big changes are happening to my girlfriend and they're not talking to me about it I I would talk to my friends about it probably if my boyfriend was doing something like that yeah fair enough but he does address it with y'all when y'all comes out officially right yeah then I feel like there's more of a but he he gives her time because he's expecting her to be honest or them, to be honest. Yeah, but before we go into the aftermath, do you want to go into Yael's development into realizing our identity? Sure. We're kind of bouncing around that. Yeah, 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 we can. So I really liked this storyline, personally. I thought it was pretty well done. It was very easy to understand for, like, if you were somebody who'd never heard of a non-binary person before. Like, Lola... It was pretty much Lola doing the exposition as to what being non-binary or genderqueer meant. And I thought it was written in a way that it was really easy to understand if like a boomer is watching this episode for whatever reason. <laughs> I do want to say like they kind of framed it in the way that Yael doesn't like girly things and that's why they're non-binary. I didn't really like that just because that's kind of shitting on women a little bit. That's actually, I think, 
because a few episodes ago when we were talking about Yell, I was like, Yell hates women and it annoys me. And you were like, what do you mean? And I was like, okay, I can't think of an example, but I know it. And I think this is what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Like was the episode that they have with Lola and the makeup and Yell being in class and saying like, why do you even be nice? Like all you do is care about boys and like all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm a better girl than you. And then they were like, no, you're not. And then they were like, oh, maybe I'm not. And then this too it's like I don't like the same things as you I don't like makeup and I don't like doing my whatever I was like okay but like what does that have to do with anything yeah just because you your preferences of like hobbies are not girly like that's where I'm like eh, I didn't like that either yeah so I feel like they framed it as Yael doesn't like girly things so that's why they're non-binary <laughs> like <laughs> It, it wasn't that simple. Like, there was definitely a bit more nuance from that, but that's kind of where they started the storyline. That's where I didn't like it too much because they do have characters like Grace or Jane who are like, who are tomboys and they are very clearly women. So, like, they do have other examples of people who aren't into girly hobbies and still identify as girls. But I feel like they could have framed it in like Yael is still figuring out what they like and they're figuring out how to express themselves and that's why they're non-binary rather than like I hate girly things and farts are gross (laughs) well that's what annoyed me too is because when they were talking about the farts and Baz was like well you don't like farts because you're a girl and then Yael was like that's not true like girls are bad and I'm like all right Congress and then Lola's like well I like farts I think they're funny I'm like okay Lola that's because (laughs) low-key pick me girl but whatever (laughs) (laughs) but I agree with you 100% it was kind of annoying I was kind of like we don't need this like yeah I can be like this and also like makeup right yeah it was kind of like they were kind of saying that non-binary people are in between in every single aspect (laughs) of their lives whereas like I know several non-binary people who love makeup (laughs) And, like, they wear dresses and stuff, you know? So I think the writers probably just didn't know how to, I guess, show that, maybe. They just weren't exposed to a non-binary person before, would be my guess. (laughs) Yeah, and I also, the only thing that I think that they missed, and I'm sure we'll get more into this with, like, with Hunter specifically, is the fact that gender and sexuality are, like, two different things. Yes. And I think that they they had a missed opportunity for that because, like, Yael kind of mentions that they still like Hunter, you know, they still want to be with Hunter. But I think that they kind of miss it when they're explaining the gender fluid thing, too. Like, they just kind of leave it out. Yeah, I, I think that probably would have been something that would be addressed in the future, for sure. Okay. But, but uh, other than that, like, I did really like how they spent probably a good half of the season having Yael kind of question how they're feeling and things like that. So I thought that was like really nice to show that being like unsure about what your identity is and like being unsure what you like, things like that. And I did want to show the scene where Yael takes off their wig for the first time and and Lola does the makeover. I, I do have some things to say about it, but it, is also just one of my favorite Degrassi scenes ever. So I just wanted to show it because it kind of gets me teary-eyed every time. 
do it. Then you make me mad when I reach out to you and I hear nothing back. You've been looking at me for like a really long time. You can't rush a makeover. Okay, um, how about we start with this? I knew it! I've never really liked my hair. Uh, okay, um, how about you pin it back? Sure. So, have you thought about pronouns? What do you mean? Well, most people like you use different pronouns, like Z, instead of he or she. Why? I guess if you're not all boy or you're not all girl, why should people refer to you like you are? Okay, I think you should wear this with the white tee and the slouchy jeans. I've never seen somebody shop so fast in my entire life. I told you, I'm an expert at the lunchtime shopping spree. Don't second guess it. Do you like a dream? No, it's not that. What's Hunter gonna say? Honestly, I don't know. What if he hates it? I'm more worried about what you think. Oh my gosh, did I do it wrong? No. I'm so sorry. No, no. You did it exactly right. Oh, I love it so much. With Maya's song in the background. No, so, so that's a beautiful song, number one. But I was in the YouTube comments earlier today and I saw somebody saying like, this was the perfect song for that scene because it's like, tell me, is it black or white? But Yael is like, neither black or white, you know? Aww. I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. And it's just such such a beautiful scene. Lola and Yael do a great job of acting in the scene. It's very cute. Like I said, Lola does like the exposition as to like what pronouns are and like not using he or she. And we see Yael take their wig off for the first time, which they haven't really addressed Yael's wig at all, but it's always been this kind of weird thing <laughs> that is part of their character that has never been addressed. And I feel like when they take it off and they say, I never really liked my hair, they kind of say it in this kind of shy kind of tone. I think that really gives a lot of insight into this whole storyline because it kind of shows that Yaela's kind of always felt uncomfortable in their body. And that's why they wear the wig. Like they, they don't like their hair. They don't like their boobs now that they have them. So it kind of brings the whole identity crisis that they've been having this season full circle and it adds to their character overall since we first met them because there was like a popular theory in like season one that Yael like had cancer or something and that's Ooh. why they were wearing the wig but the reveal I guess if you want to call it that that they wear the wig because they don't like their hair that says a lot about how they feel about themselves and their body which really fits into this whole gender identity storyline that they're going through now. So my question, because I think I gave you a hard time last time with seasons one and two about whether or not they like were going to show that Yell was gender fluid. Do you feel like the wig really was it? Like it set it up since season one? Or do you think they were going to go a different route with the wig? Or do you think they were hoping people like me who didn't know it was a wig until they literally took it off um, <laughs> were dumb enough to believe that? <laughs> I have no idea what their original plan for for the wig was. I can't say. 
I mean, I think the execution was awesome, but yeah. it's it's true because it's like if they were gonna do it the whole time, then it makes more sense why the wig was around for so long. Yeah, I feel like they probably just wanted like the anime aesthetic, <laughs> personally. Yeah, that's fair. That that's my thought, but the way that they executed it here with the whole I don't know if it's body dysmorphia, but kind of related to that, they did it really well to make it work, and that's. Probably in my top 10 favorite scenes, honestly. <laughs> Aww. It was a good one. It really was. Between that one and then the one where they put the binder on. Right. Which also is, like, super emotional. Yep. That's so, it's crazy. I think they really did do a decent job with this. Yeah. Because, like, the only other trans character is Adam, right? And mm-hmm. Adam came onto the show having already, I guess, socially transitioned to being a boy. It was good to see like the questioning aspects because that's not something that Degrassi has done before. And especially they've never had a non-binary character either. Is there part of you that like kind of wished that they did make Yael transgender? Because like there's a little bit part of me that was like, I kind of like that idea, but I know that that's like obviously not where they went with it. Into a trans male, you mean? Yeah. Well, I guess they kind of did that with Adam already, right? Yeah, but, like, why not have another person? Um, It's not like there's only one forever. Well, yeah, (laughs) of course. I get they wanted to do something new. I just would also, like, wouldn't have been as surprised, I guess, if they did that, too. I think I would have been okay with that as a result as well. But I think they could have went either way. I think they set it up kind of for, like, both, maybe. Because we already knew about the whole binder thing with Adam. And then also with the teacher being like are you transgender are you like whatever so I was kind of like hmm, are they could they be hinting at that but then like obviously they didn't well they were kind of playing with that for a minute too right when Yael almost went into the boys bathroom yes which is oh. why I was like were we going that way and then like they decided never mind well, I think that was probably part of the whole questioning thing okay so I think the plan always was to have Yael be non-binary but they were kind of showing the process of like, oh, am I a girl? Am I a trans guy? Oh, interesting. Like trying out different things until like finding what fits. Yeah. And then I I guess they didn't really try to be a guy really at any point. Yeah, yeah. But like talking through different options almost. Right, exactly. So that's, that's my thought, at least. I like it. And I also liked how overall the storyline was pretty low-key like the biggest drama was just with hunter whereas like with adam adam got thrown into a a glass door you know when he came out so it was nice to see just kind of a more low-key coming out process without any hate because we were already getting hate with zoe there's literally no hate like there's confusion with hunter but he doesn't hate yell at any point yeah exactly very very good storyline overall and i really wish that we got to continue with it because this is probably my favorite of the of season four I think season three and four are just so good <laughs> yeah no they are significantly better than season one and two for sure before we hop back to Hunter I did want to briefly talk about Lola and Yael oh so cute yeah this is where I think I like Lola the best honestly yes absolutely like I think that she's the perfect person to be doing all of this with yeah. Yell. Yeah. And it's a friendship that really blossoms pretty organically because they didn't talk at all until 
Lola came on to the the gamer squad, right? Yeah. And it it was in that episode when Lola was yelling at Yael for the whole makeup thing. It really happened pretty organically. Like, I think the turning point was when Yael went with Lola to get the abortion. Yes. And then it just went more and more from there. And I think Lola being kind of on the outskirts of her friend group really helped Yael kind of break free from Hunter at the end of the season. Yeah, because Yael even says at some point, like, who else am I supposed to hang out with? Like, you you guys are my only friends, you know? Like, I don't have a lot to pick from. But at the end, they do. They have Lola now. And Lola so, needs to ditch Frankie and Shay anyway, because she obviously doesn't like them. And honestly, I kind of ship Lola and Yael. Just I had a feeling you would. I kind of do. I, I do need to rewatch Lola and Saad to see which I prefer, because I also like Lola and Saad, but... No, I, like... In all honesty, I would probably prefer Lola and Yell, but I also think that it's important to keep Lola straight in this context because Yell needs a friend. That's very true. Yeah. But I think they have more chemistry. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> yeah. At least they, they go further, I think, than the other. No, that's not true. They both kiss. They're all, they're equal. They're on the same playing field. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't have a scene like the one I just showed without there being good chemistry between the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one who thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Lola Yael, honestly, top tier friendship. I love it. <laughs> yes, 100%. Okay, so let's wrap things up with Hunter's reaction to Yael coming out. I'm glad we're on the same page about this. Mostly that... It's fine that Hunter doesn't want to be with Yael once they come out, but Degrassi doesn't really make it seem like that way. Like, they give him a tough time about it. Yes. So they give him a tough time because he's kind of an asshole about it, though. I mean, I can see from, like, his point of view where he's just as confused as ever, like, if anything, he can be more confused because a week ago he had a girlfriend and then now he doesn't have a girlfriend. He is in a relationship with someone, but not the same, not the quote unquote same person that he was like a week ago or even a day ago, you know? Well, that's the thing. I think it doesn't matter that Yael changed their gender identity necessarily. It's that now that Yael knows more about themselves, they are a different person. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say Yael was a trans male, right? Yeah. Like, without changing anything about their personality, right? They, they're still, like, into video games, things like that. I think that would have been the same thing where Yael is the same exact person, but you just changed the gender identity. Whereas what actually happened is Yael is pretty much figuring out who they are as a person. So they're not even similar to the person they were a couple weeks ago yeah more than just that their gender identity changed which is why it's okay that hunter like doesn't want to be with yell but i agree that he shouldn't be disrespecting yell yeah the thing is that all of their friends were kind of pressuring hunter to be with yell and i don't think that was the right thing to do like they were calling hunter gay and like oh maybe you're pan it's like why are you giving Hunter labels that he probably doesn't even know what they are when, like, he doesn't even know if he still likes Yael, you know? So I didn't like that. 
and and you're right that Degrassi was kind of framing Hunter as being completely in the wrong for not wanting to be with Yael, but Hunter again did not really help his case in how he acted in the situation. I mean, like, what do you feel like he was doing that was like not good? He was misgendering Yael, and he didn't really make an effort to understand what Yael was going through. You know, I feel like he did, though, when he was trying to talk to them about the armpit hair and the leg hair and the binding. And and then Yael was like, I'm glad I, that you can talk to me about this. But then, like, I mean, I get where Hunter's coming from, where, like, all of a sudden he turns around and Yael's not wearing the wig that they've worn the entire time they know. And they're dressing differently and, like, expected a reaction from him that was positive, where, like, they didn't even give him a chance to be like, oh... I didn't even know this was happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's happening. Cause the only person that knows any of this is Lola. So I can like see where it's like a little much and like the pronoun thing. Yeah, no, that's absolutely like disrespectful for sure. So like, I'll give, I definitely agree with that, but I think that yeah, also wasn't like fair in a sense of giving Hunter any sort of updates and <laughs> just kind of being like surprise. Like, I am dressing like a boy now. Because that's, like, pretty much what Yell was doing. Was that the outfit that they were wearing was very boyish. And the haircut was very much also that as well, in my opinion. So, like, very much a completely out-of-the-park ballpark, like, move there. And then was expecting Hunter to be exactly, like, the same in it. Yeah. Like, Yell definitely did not give Hunter time to really process yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm getting at. But then Hunter didn't really take any time to process it or, like, understand what was going on. Because he breaks up with Yell? Well, it's, like, it's the, the prom episode, right? Where... Oh, sorry. I was thinking before that, like, at the locker and stuff. Is that a breakup or was that, like, a I need space? Well, then that's him taking time to process it, right? Because then he says he ends up being okay with it until they're in public at prom. And then I think I think he, like, thinks he's okay with it until he realizes, like, society is going to view them as a gay couple based on the way that Yell looks. And, like, I can see where he probably didn't think about that aspect of it. Yeah. He was just like, I like Yell. And then it was like, but everybody's going to think you're gay. And that's where he was like, oh, okay, I didn't think about that part, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, like, I think everybody was putting pressure on Hunter to act a certain way. Yeah. Which was definitely not right. But I, I do think that Hunter really didn't take the time to really try and understand. Yeah, I wonder, though, if we would have gotten more of that next season. Or if he still would have been his angry little self. I feel like it kind of ended as, like, a clean break. So they maybe could have revisited it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Well, I would like to see if they became friends again. You know what I mean? Like where he kind of like turned it and was like, you know what? You're right. Like, it's better we're not in a relationship, but I like still want to be friends, you know, and then see how Yell. Because the issue too is that Yell's like, I still like Hunter. I still want to be in a relationship with Hunter. But like, would we have seen that next season as well? I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough call. I would hope not based on how Hunter treated them, but. Yeah, I would be okay with them being friends, but I definitely don't think they should be together. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that's also what they probably were kind of building at all season was that like all their issues stem from the fact that like yeah, Elle still wanted to be treated like they were friends when in reality like they were in a relationship. So like they are going to be treated differently. Yeah. But they didn't like that. So they probably should have just broken up literally then. They're just a bad couple. Not as bad as Frankie and Jonah, but still a bad couple. No, definitely not as bad as Frankie and Jonah because their relationship issues stemmed from just them being themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like no internal conflict. It's just like them existing. Yeah. But yeah, so they definitely demonized Hunter more than they probably should have in this whole thing. But yeah, again, he just didn't help himself as Hunter never does. I think one way that they could have approached it, which they did with Adam and Fiona, was when Fiona liked Adam because he was quote unquote like best of both worlds for her. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and Adam was like, no, like I'm a boy, you take it or leave it. Like, that's it. And I think it would have been interesting to see Hunter be like, well, you're my girlfriend. And yeah, I'll be like, that's not what I want to be to you you know what I mean like something along the lines of that that would have been like a better route I think where Yael actually stands up for themselves rather than like being a little wishy-washy yes yeah that's kind of what because like when Adam did it it was like dang okay I see you (laughs) yeah where like I think Yael could have should have done that but still early on I'll let it slide but overall not a good couple Yael really blossomed this season. Yeah, I kind of wish that they didn't have them dating this season. I think that they could have been friends and they could have had that conflict of Hunter coming to terms with them being gender fluid. Like, I think that would have been fine. Yeah. And just left it at that, but they did not do that. Anything else? I guess, do you have overall thoughts on Hunter and Yael as overall characters? I mean, Hunter was a school shooter and now he's not. Good for him, I guess. <laughs> Hunter is like a string bean, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like, he's fine. He definitely got more tolerable. I wouldn't assume he would have done anything the last two seasons if I didn't watch them, you know? Because you're right, they don't bring it up ever again. Yep. Besides the fact that, like, someone said one time that he's also an angry dude. I think that was Lola. And then for Yael, I mean, like... I think if they dropped the whole, like, girls are annoying and I don't want to be a girl and, like, blah, blah, blah aspect of it, I would have liked them a lot better, I think. Yeah, for sure. What about you? I feel the same. Like, this is really Yael's first season as themselves rather than an extension of Hunter. So, Mm -hmm. like, there's not much more to say than what we already have. Hunter, I'm just kind of sad they dropped the mental health stuff. Yeah, I think this, well, he didn't really have any of his own plots either. Yeah, they were all like relationship plots. Yeah, so besides the boner one, I guess. Well, that was about the relationship, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's like the only one that I feel like he had like his own. Right, from his perspective, you mean? Yeah, so they obviously were like, we can't have him be a huge character. He's kind of the worst the last two seasons. (laughs) Yeah, so that's how it goes. Any final thoughts on these guys or Shay or Frankie? I mean, overall, sticking with it, pretty interesting season. 
Like, I, it's definitely better than one and two. I don't think Shay is boring. But I am kind of excited to get into the next two episodes because those are going to be our big drama-filled ones. Yes. <laughs> For sure. We're, we got the, like, low-key ones out of the Well, I don't think Zoe and Rasha are low-key, but we got them out of the way. Yeah. What about you? Any last thoughts, Frankie? Your favorite? Um, go to therapy. True. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you soon.